The stage is dark, but the conversation is just beginning. Welcome to the Utah Symphony's Ghost Light Podcast, a behind-the-curtain look into the world of classical music and the artists who make it. I'm your host, Jeff Counts, and I'm joined today by John Eckstein, member of the cello section of the Utah Symphony. Welcome, John. Hi, it's great to be here, Jeff. It's wonderful to have you. John, you're here to talk to us, not just about your life in the Utah Symphony, but of a, about a group you've been working with called Bloom Haiti. Now, I know Bloom stands for Building Leaders Using Music Education. So how long has this existed, and how did it start? Tell us a little about it. Well, Bloom itself, as a nonprofit, has only existed for something like four years. But it's built on work that has been going on since the 1960s. Mm-hmm. The connection that I have with it is a very close friend of mine by the name of Janet Anthony, who's yes. the president of Bloom and the founder of it, who has been traveling to Haiti with all of her free time for the last 20 years and doing volunteer work coordinating music education programs for children there. Uh, long time, a, a very sturdy person yeah. with a very driven perspective I, on the I good would, of this. I would suspect you'd, you'd have to be working in parts of the world like Haiti where yeah. they have more, more trouble than they deserve there yeah. for sure. So your personal involvement came through her or did some of it happen just by seeing things on television that motivated you to get involved? It came through her. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. And so, you know, we have been friends for a long she's also a cellist uh-huh. she teaches at a, a school called lawrence university in mm-hmm. wisconsin and mm-hmm. i'm from very near there and so when i'm there once in a while i'll give a class and so i've gotten to know her that way uh, obviously the connection with the teacher but so long-term friendship that uh you know I, I observed this incredible work for you know the last 20 years absolutely and finally uh got up off the couch this year and said to the orchestra hey have you got any old strings? Have you got some chin rests, some tail pieces, some mouthpieces, you know, any old instruments that you want to send to Haiti to yeah. be used, to be incredibly valuable to people that don't have access to these things? What was the response to that? Overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I put out a box and, you know, I, I if I put a box the size of a dumpster it would have been filled it tells you a lot yeah. about your colleagues it tells it? me well and yeah. we're going to get into that a little bit more absolutely yeah well let's 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 jump right into that actually you're you're taking this to the next level so to speak yes you're, you're planning a trip there so tell us who's going what you'll be doing what's the plan well the uh this is not my first trip this summer right. uh three of us yuki mcqueen james hall and myself mm-hmm. all from the symphony violin mm-hmm. oboe cello mm-hmm. uh traveled to haiti to teach at the program that Janet runs. And what we found was an incredible experience awaiting us, students with an optimism and an infectious curiosity for what we do that I I, I didn't even expect. You know, you, you go into something where you're giving a part of yourself with the expectation that, uh, you know, I'm going to do this sort of uh, because I'm a good person. Yeah, public you know? service. Public service. Yeah. And then you come out of it and you realize that you've been given so much more in return. I'm sure it's informing your day-to-day music making back home. Yeah, it's informing my driving back yeah. home. Yeah. It's informing everything about life back home. <laughs> That's fabulous. Yeah. So, so who's going this time and what's the plan? Well, we decided we could do something on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. You know, music is something that is passed down individual to individual, right. you know, our teachers, you know, you're a horn, French horn player. Yeah. Uh, our teachers are incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm one 
degree of separation from Pablo Casals, right. the teacher that I had studied with him. There's no substitute for that. You can't learn music from a manual. Right. And I realized, hey, I've got a lot of friends that know a lot about this. And there are a lot of kids here that are really wanting to learn about this. Mm-hmm. What if they met? And uh, the logistics of them meeting here would be problematic. Sure. So uh, the logistics of 15 of us traveling to Haiti seemed more reasonable than 110 people traveling to Utah. Certainly. So that's what's going to happen. And we are taking a person from every instrument of the orchestra yeah. to teach the... Uh, you know, the, the complexities and sure. the beauty of our instruments. You're also taking someone else with you. Oh, oh yeah, that. That, yeah. That guy. That yeah. guy. <laughs> well, um, Former guest of the Ghost Life podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Uh, we're talking about Terry Fisher, the Indeed. music director yeah. of this organ, fine organization. Indeed. And I sent him an email just explaining what, the pro, what our program was. And I thought he should know what we were doing. And, you know, at the end I, I wrote... You know, the, the conductor situation in this, this is an orchestral seminar. It's right. the, it, we're, we're doing the first Haitian National Orchestral Institute. Nothing of this scope has ever been done in Haiti. Incredible. Yeah. And there are the students there. So we, we're bringing, the orchestra will be an orchestra of 100 people brought mm-hmm. in from mm-hmm. all over Haiti. Wonderful. So I explained this in the email to Thierry, and, you know, at the bottom I wrote, well, you would be the best possible choice to conduct, but we understand you're very busy. Sure. And, and you know, I, I didn't expect that his response would be as it, as it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went into his office the other day, and he said, um, you know, I give to charities, but I've been looking for a way to give time. And Incredible. I saw in his eyes a commitment that mm-hmm. I, you know, it's an inspiration. I'm sure he's going to have an experience similar to what you've had on your previous visit. I believe that's true. And I'm anxious to see what he brings back to Utah Symphony from that yes. incredibly yes. deep oh, interaction. It's, it, you know, and... and and I have to, and let me just say, the response from each one of the musicians that I asked, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back from Haiti on the plane thinking, wouldn't it be great if we got these, you know, these mm-hmm. students and these teachers together? Yeah. And, but when you approach somebody and say, well, would you like to take your vacation week, travel to Haiti with me? Mm-hmm. It's probably going to cost you $1,000 or so mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, the response you would expect is, Hmm. I'll get back to you on that. But in this case, it yeah. was, hey, let's do this. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think I asked 16 people. Two of them had scheduling conflicts, and 14 of them said yes. That's pretty incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it makes me just feel so lucky to work with these people. Orchestral musicians are busy people. You have lots going on, so getting oh. that many positive responses, I think, proves that you're not offering work to your colleagues. You're offering a privilege to your colleagues. I, that's the way... Yeah. Everyone sees it. And, and, and then, you know, the reaffirmation of this with, the, with Thierry yeah. coming. I mean, it's really an inspiration. It's going to be, and, you know, team building. It's, mm-hmm. it's many synergies kind of coming together. Yeah. I don't even know what that word means, but I, I, but I think it means a confluence of good things. It's like, the, it's <laughs> like the judge once said, you know it when you see it. Okay. <laughs> and that's what it is. Okay, then, then, then we got it. So you, you mentioned, you know, money a second ago, and you've got some fairly ambitious fundraising goals. I'm right. sure those are to offset the expense of sure. carrying everyone there. So yes. how close are you? What do you need? Um, how can well, people help? We're getting started um, with our first fundraiser mm-hmm. on December 11th Great. at the Mountain, uh, Mountain West Gallery. And Joanne Schiebler, yes. our 
wonderful board member is helping. Generous. Oh yeah. And yeah. She, she's helping set this up. Mm-hmm. And so fundraising is really getting underway. Okay. Paul Meacham, uh, the executive director of the Utah Symphony mm-hmm. has generously, um, allowed funds to come to the Utah Symphony, which in turn will be sent to Bloom Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the expenses that are associated with this trip are really, there's, there's two of them and it, they all have to do with housing housing the 75 or so students that will be coming from outside of the area where we, where we will be in Haiti, how, room and board for those students, and uh, which comes to around $10,000. And then housing for the musicians. Uh, you know, the, the plane ticket down is expensive enough. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, if we can hold the expense for each musician to around $1,000 for, sure. for the week, um, I think that would be uh, our goal. I think it's interesting to note that they all will be investing personal resources to make sure. this happen. Yes, yeah. and it says gl- a lot. And gladly, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just terrific. You know, I'm sure the goal of this for you and for your colleagues is to leave something substantial there Absolutely. when you when you come home. Yeah. That's something. Yeah, something they get to keep. So, it, what do you hope that the young musicians of Haiti will learn from you and your colleagues? What's going to be that thing that they get to hold on to after you're gone? We're going to be working with the best young musicians available. They're they're coming by audition. They're coming by recommendation. They are also the teachers Uh of Haiti. Mm -hmm. Um, Janet has uh, estimated that the impact of the working with this 100 plus students, you know, will will fan out to something more like 5,000 students. That's the way music works. You, know, yeah. you have to learn from somebody. Absolutely. And if you can learn the right way to do it, or certainly the you know agreed upon most efficient way to do something, yeah, yeah, then you've got a chance. You're talking about legacy. You're talking about philanthropy on a level that we don't see very often. I think to Janet and to you and your colleagues, this is hero's work. And, oh, I, and I commend that's you. That's nice. I really I, do. I'm, I'm very impressed by all the people I've asked. I'll I, tell you that. I think everyone listening to this podcast will be too. Thank you. But I, before we let you go, mm-hmm. we do have a tradition here on our show. And I have oh. to ask you, John Eckstein, have you ever seen a ghost? Do you have a paranormal story you can share with us? I have one thing that happened uh-huh. uh, that I... Still, you know, is a head scratcher, a puzzler, and made me think about things that um, are outside of our understanding. Um, it happened shortly after my father passed away, mm. at which it sounds like it's going to be a sad story. It's not actually. Yeah. Uh, my father lived a very good life. Was uh, you know a professor and and a, and a Lutheran minister, mm. and he passed away, and very sad for us. We were planning his funeral. Mm. And uh, since he was a Lutheran minister, part of his life, uh, the, the bishop of the Lutheran church in Wisconsin was at our house helping us plan this. And I got up from the table in, the, in one part of the house, and we, we live in a, my, my parents live in a, wood, in a woods in Wisconsin. Uh, and I had this feeling like I've got to go to the front window. And I, I mean, I've never had a feeling like I need to go to the front window mm-hmm. before or since. Yeah. The front window is something to look through, <laughs> through when you're walking past. Sure. But I had this feeling I have to go to the front window. I walked to the front window, and I looked out, and there was a, an albino deer about 10 feet away from the window staring at me. Amazing. And we just sat there, and we looked at each other for 30 seconds. And, wow. you know, and it kind of ties into the uh, Native American, you know, spirit animal. You know, the, absolutely, and, and and I don't know how to explain it. It was a strange, pheno- it was a strange yeah. feeling, strange phenomenon. Um, I I wanted to s- 
feel that that his presence was with me there incredible story thank you so much for sharing that with us chad and i are constantly amazed with what people are bringing to this question <laughs> it's really incredible uh, john Eckstein, thank you so much for what you're doing with bloom haiti and thank you for joining us on the ghost light podcast oh, you bet. thank you in the event you would like to make a tax-deductible donation to this project simply visit the utah symphony website at usuo.org give Please include Bloom Haiti in the note section, and your contribution will be used to house the students and faculty for the duration of the first Haitian National Orchestral Institute. This weekend at Abravanel Hall, Utah Symphony will be joined by the cast of Cirque Musica for three performances, featuring guest conductor Bob Bernhardt on the podium. Entertaining acrobatics and dramatic feats of strength will be accompanied by holiday favorites, including classics from Oh Holy Night, Polar Express, and Winter Wonderland. Tickets and information are available at utahsymphony.org. The Ghostlight Podcast is produced by Chad Call. Utah Symphony Utah Opera's season sponsor is the George S. and Dolores Dory Eccles Foundation. <laughs>